the latest episode of The Vegan Pod and the final episode of 2023. Christmas is just around the corner and on today's episode we're going to be asking whether it's possible to maintain and enjoy festive traditions while sticking to a vegan lifestyle. Whether you're planning your Christmas Day meal, assembling a gingerbread house, attending your work's Christmas party or buying gifts, the holiday period can be tricky to navigate when you're trying to ensure that everything is suitable for an ethical vegan lifestyle. So how can we embrace holiday traditions as vegans? What are the best swaps we can make to enjoy vegan festive food? And how do we shop for loved ones while sticking to our vegan values? Joining me for today's episode is owner of Beck Hall, England's first 100% plant-based hotel, Louise Macbeth. Pleasure to have you. And author and recipe developer, Katie Besco. Hello, both. Hello. A real pleasure to have you on. Um, Louise, I'm very excited about your hotel and it literally just went plant-based on the 1st of December, didn't it? That's right. It's all still very new. Been a busy morning this morning. We had a, a chef who had been away. So just been teaching them the new plant-based breakfast this morning. But yeah, it's all going surprisingly well, much better than we hoped. <laughs> Good. I love the idea that the chef went away and it wasn't plant-based and he's come back. It's like, but probably like a sort of strange, weird, bad dream for a chef, but he's got to grips with it. He did all right this morning, did he? Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, we've got a few different breakfast chefs and um, yeah, did amazing. So everything's okay. looking lovely. Great, lovely stuff. So let's, we always like to start with people's vegan journey. So Louise, tell us, um, tell us about you, what led you to becoming vegan? It's been kind of a long haul. It was, we moved, took over Beckle 10 years ago and I think uh, moving to an area in the countryside where you see the animals you feel a little bit closer to it I think that's got the cogs turning really but I guess really um when I had my first children that's when it really I started being a bit serious about giving up meat I don't know it somehow seemed linked I think I'd heard the, the saying that you know pigs um are as intelligent as an 18 month old and I don't know I just as I had twins in 2016 um, and when it came to the baby led weaning I don't know it just felt strange to give them meat at that time I was still eating meat but I thought I was feeling a little bit guilty about eating meat but it seemed like such a sacrifice to give it up it was linked to so many traditions you know turkey at Christmas and um call me fashion bonfire night it was so hard to give it up and for them I thought the world's moving towards plant-based I know that's where I want to go if I can get there and I just thought I'll give them the choice but bring them up plant-based perhaps, you know, not, and I just never actually gave them the meat as part of the weaning to the point they were one year old. They were vegetarian at that point and I wasn't. And then I was like, right, it's time I did that as well now. And ever since they've really led a lot of it, you know, from being little toddlers and I was still eating fish at that time. And they were, and I remember I made tuna and it's like, so we don't eat animals more, but it's, fish is alive, isn't it? Fish were, and I was like, yeah, true. Do you think we should stop eating? I mean, it was kind of like a little journey for all of us then, you know, children are very logical. So yeah, that's how it came about. And um, I think especially with that, um, I think the dairy industry and the calves being taken away from the mother, that really resonated with me, the thought of having a child taken away and that kind of thing. So yeah, that's how it all began and ended up to where we are today. I think becoming a parent sort of opens up a lot of doors in your mind to lots of things, doesn't it? It makes you see your childhood differently, your parents differently. It, I, I think it does give you a, a greater sense of compassion sometimes. And you're right about seeing things through kids' eyes. They're, they are so logical. They say it like it is and they sort of accidentally call you out on stuff that, you know, 
it's very difficult as a parent to go well you're right but I'm going to carry on doing it (laughs) absolutely Um, I saw you nodding a lot during that, Casey. Um, remind us of your journey to veganism. Oh, yeah, it's, it's quite a different journey. Um, 17 years ago, I went down um, down south to London to study at uni, and I was vegetarian at the time. I went down and just walked past this fruit and veg market. Um, I was really, really inspired by it. I, this fruit and veg I'd never seen or tried before. Um, and overnight, I went vegan from being vegetarian. kind of missed all the comfort foods initially. Um, back 17 years ago there wasn't the availability like there is now with you know you can get anything can't you Um, so I was making a lot of home-cooked comfort foods like what my mum would make um, with all the fresh fruit and veg and lentils and pulses that I was buying at the market Um, and then it it went from there so it was it was a real sort of food-based journey but obviously with the ethics of of being a vegetarian first and then then going going vegan from there but for me it was it was a really easy transaction just because the food's so great. (laughs) And I think if you do cook and you cook from scratch and you are inspired by the ingredients, I think, you know, it's probably the absolute best way to be vegan for a lot of people. Of course, it's not like that. They they maybe didn't cook, you know, a great amount of food from scratch to begin with. And it can be, you know, well, it can be frightening, can't it? You're sort of suddenly faced with this um, overwhelming thing of how am I going to get the nutrition and feed myself and come to grips with all these you know different ingredients and obviously we're going to talk a lot about food in our uh, Christmas episode because it's so important. Do you have any uh, traditions in your households that have been sort of compromised or changed from becoming vegan? I mean sort of food aside I suppose. For us, it's very food based. I think, you know, we everything we're doing at Beth Hall and that kind of thing. So there's little things that obviously when I think when you do become vegan, you know, the ethics play, played a part, but also the environmental aspects, you know, that's something that obviously plays in your mind. And um, we've always tried to like, you know, buy secondhand toys for the kids and things like that. And this year we're taking to Santa's Grotto at a little vegan cafe. I think it's called Wild Root. It's really lovely. And it'll just be so nice for them to go there and have the hot chocolate. And But yeah, a lot of our traditions really have always been foodie based. Yeah, but same for me to... as well. It's always been quite, it's always been food based. Um, Christmas has always been a bit, really big thing in our family. Um, we sort of preparing all year really for it. But I guess one of, the tradi- one of the traditions that I love the most is we have what I call a Christmas light safari. So we walk around the local area looking at people's, not going into the houses and looking through the windows or anything, nothing weird like that. Just looking at the outside lights and just taking, you know, a flask of hot chocolate, or milk hot chocolate with us and just enjoying it. It's, it's a great free activity to do as well. And it's just, it's a fun thing. And it's a great way to sort of connect with with neighbours who often, you know, want to tell you the story about why they've got their lights or decorations. Everyone's got a story, haven't they? I love that you call it a Christmas light safari, like it's an actual <laughs> organised thing you could book on. You know, and like, I can imagine your friends going, oh, that sounds great. Where is it? Well, just, just around where I live. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally the street. <laughs> brilliant, free, exciting activity. I'm going to start adopting that and calling it, because it's one of my favourite things actually to do on Christmas Day, depending on how busy a day you have and how many people you have, if you do the opportunity, you know, and I live in a city, so if you have the opportunity to get out sort of after dark, you know, stretch your legs after the, the Christmas meal and people haven't quite shut their curtains yet 
and you see their trees and you can kind of see these silhouettes of people, you know, around the Christmas table or whatever. It feels, I mean, I, I agree with you, not going and like putting your nose up against the glass, but you sort of feel it's sort of something slightly Dickensian about it. You sort of feel like you're, you know, you're really enveloped in other people's Christmases, which is a, a lovely, a lovely feeling. Yes. Yeah, so food, obviously unavoidable. It's definitely a huge centerpiece. Is the way you celebrate Christmas any different since you adopted a vegan lifestyle? Were there some things that had to really change drastically? I mean, I've been vegetarian for a very long time, so I've not had a turkey at the centre of a Christmas table for, you know, well, all my adult life. And what about what about you guys? Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, the whole journey for me has all been about veganizing everything that I had before. So like the cooking has been a huge part of it, you know, just trying to make things taste like what they used to taste. And you also just get so many new ingredients when you become vegan. It actually, you can be in a bit of a, a rut with cooking. And then as soon as you start exploring plant-based food, it becomes so exciting. You discover so much. Um, but yeah, I think for us, um, you know, we were probably, I was probably quite a traditionalist, you know, from Lancashire. We'd always have turkey and pick it up on Christmas Eve and things. So it has just been looking at how we can change those traditions and tweak them. Christmas cake, my mum always used to make a Christmas cake every year and we'd always stir it and make a wish. And it's something I wanted to do with our family. So um, every year now we'll make a vegan Christmas cake. We use a chia egg and, and the kids all stir it and that's really lovely. And Another tradition, which I've seen photos from when we were weren't very old, and um, on Christmas Eve, me and my sister would always have a snowball, a real snowball. So <laughs> we probably slept well on Christmas Eve, and it's going back years. And um, it's something that you know I still loved snowballs, although I was always a little bit grossed out by the fact that they contained eggs because I've actually never liked eggs. So creating a snowball for for us to have using like some soy custard and lime and um, brandy oh you mix it with cream soda and it tastes just like a snowball it's amazing um, and for the adults we can have a, some brandy in there if we want so that's been really lovely we always have our snowballs the kids are always ask, asking for that already and yeah we just always have little picky bits Turkish delight which seems to be incidentally vegan which is really nice we read the lion the witch and the wardrobe and the kids have been really into that ever since and dates and things so yeah and on the food the main centerpiece has been when we try different things each year so it's been interesting but we always get a seasonal veg box and that's always nice because you get all your lovely veggies in there so that's always been uh, do you know I have never had a snowball ever and I think like you I was always a bit grossed out by the egg part of it when I was younger and then it just never happened and then I I've been places where people have had snowballs since I've been vegan and obviously I don't have it because I'm vegan. So what do you put in it? Because now I'm thinking like, this year might be my snowball year. Oh, yeah. We, well, I make it with um, soy custard just instead of the avocado. And then you mix it with cream soda, the fizzy pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then usually a, scream of, a squeeze of lime in there and, and some brandy, if you choose, not for the kids. <laughs> yes obviously but you were given the you were given the alcohol when you yeah. were a kid <laughs> amazing I love that yeah because I think it, I think it is nice to introduce some new traditions and some new new foods and to pass those on isn't it and to and I think when you become vegan it can be difficult when you're just thinking about the things you can't have or the things that that are no longer part of it so to find something that you can add that's new so I'm definitely snowballing it this year for sure thank you very much for that and what about you Katie yeah, I mean, I, I keep um, lots of the flavours really traditional, a lot really familiar for people. So lots of 
chestnut based dishes, sage, onion, rosemary, lots of woody herbs. And then again, with all the sweet things, you know, ginger flavours, mixed spices, dried fruits, maple, brown sugar. So just keep it all really traditional. Then I think if you're serving vegans or non-vegans, it's familiar without being a direct copy. So, you know, for example, there's there's plenty of, you know, your, your vegan meats on the market, but sometimes people, especially non-vegans, be a little bit sceptical and say, it doesn't taste anything like turkey or anything like, you know, bacon. So I think if you keep the flavours familiar, but don't go down the route of, for me um you're keeping everyone happy then and it, you're not getting a direct comparison but you still got all the traditions involved so i think that's really important for us at christmas so you katie are the author of 10 best-selling cookery books and um i think it's your latest one is this uh, easy vegan christmas book which is fantastic with 80 uh, recipes in it simple vegan recipes for christmas you say sort of avoid the the faux meats what what kind of things are in there as a sort of centerpiece then yeah so a couple of things that I'm looking forward to having this year is a bourguignon pie so um, lots of chestnut mushrooms lots of vegan red wine in there lots of woody herbs with a phyllo pastry topping so it's like a really nice pie it's delicious really really simple to make and I think it's got all those familiar flavors it's kind of umami it's kind of meaty in its flavor but it doesn't Direct, directly replicate meat so you're not going to upset any of your non-vegan um, guests and also something like chestnut cassoulet so you can get some really nice like herb um, dumplings on top so it's really nice and homely and delicious and of course chestnuts Christmas for me. Um, looking forward to Christmas Eve where I'm going to make a, a smoky quiche with smoked tofu maybe some smoked vegan cheese and um, lots of dill lots of spinach some lemons there's some really delicious dishes um, that are perfectly delicious as vegan without you know using your fake meat it's interesting as well because so much of the actual main christmas meal is vegan or could easily be vegan anyway and i think sometimes when you take the the meat-based things out of it it just gives you more room on your plate my, my daughter is an incredible cook and she absolutely loves to do a big christmas lunch unfortunately we're we're not going to this year, which is a terrible shame because she does, I mean, she just does it. So she does, you know, an amazing red cabbage. She does um, a bread sauce, all these things that if, when I'm doing a Christmas lunch, I kind of can't be bothered to do more than like three vegetables or whatever, you know, this is hard navigating all this, the cooker space and all of that. But she, she goes to town. She also makes, she does make a Satan roast, which she sp takes like a week to make beforehand and everything. Again, I can't be bothered. So you can tell I'm really missing out this year. So I, I'm going to have, I'm going to my daughter-in-law's and I'm going to have to, find take a centerpiece so I'm gonna have a look at your book and see what I'm gonna go. take but it is interesting because so much of it is are those trimmings and and they are delicious aren't they that's what people actually love you know meat eaters if you know the Christmas plate if you look yeah, it's a tiny proportion might be meat but they love all the stuffing all the extra bits that go with it the roast I mean roast potatoes for me I've got a whole section in my book about roast potatoes because I just love them so much mm. I worship them so I just think all those extra bits are what actually makes it magical um I mean I always obviously love having a main event part of the meal but personally I'd be happy with all the trimmings yeah yeah and that is the thing actually you know as as a vegan you could easily just get away with without having that um centerpiece but I do like the other thing I really love about uh, you know Christmas and Christmas night and Boxing Day is all the picking 
I absolutely love, you know, going back into the kitchen, you do, oh, I'll just do a little bit of washing up. Oh, I'll just pop a roast potato in my mouth. Oh, I'll just take a slice of that. You know, I love that bit. It's that sort of, you know, a, a bountiful leftovers. That the you, magic and, of Christmas. The magic of Christmas. And it's like free reign and license. No one's going to, like, criticise you if you decide to pick you know, at, at the at the bit sort of for the next couple of days. Um, Louise, so so as we said, December is the first month that Beck Hall has been 100% plant-based. What kind of festive dishes have you got on the menu and how have they been received by vegan guests, but also non-vegan guests? So we, with launching in December, we've changed everything on the menu. We've come up with, um, you know, a full new menu. We've got different in-room treats. We've got everything so we've not really focused too much on Christmas with the menu we have got a festive tipples menu so we've got some really nice things on there like um uh Christmassy martini and uh rum pum pum mojito and we've got uh, like a, a, an alternative to a Bailey's hot chocolate with the dirty cow which is really good that's my favorite substitute I found this year um so we've gone with the tipple side of it and then on our menu We've just done one step at a time, so we haven't gone to town. Although we did create the Christmas dinner when we were um, specking all the new menu. We photographed it and we just decided not to run it. We're just doing one step at a time this year, but we've got that all ready to go. We'll have that for the for the next year, the Christmas dinners and things. Lovely. And what, and what do your non-vegan guests make of the hotel? Because I'm guessing you had bookings that were already you know, in place before you went plant-based, you know, how did you handle it? I've got some friends, some French friends who have a vegan B&B in France and they took it over. It was an existing, you know, well-established B&B and it's been a real, they, they took it over in 2019 and it's been a really interesting journey for them. They had a lot of bookings and that was fine. And then they had lots of vegans and then they had a bit of a lean patch and now they've kind of got a mix of both. And, you know, there's a, it's a really interesting thing. How's it going for you? We've been really pleasantly surprised. I mean, when we went into this, we were full on ready to, you know, have nobody here. We thought, oh my gosh, no, you know, everyone's going to be really angry at us. We thought, you know, because we've got a lot of loyal customers that are going to be angry. They're not going to want to come anymore. And, you know, we didn't really know. We had very many people following who were vegan or would be interested in comms. So we're willing to take the risk, you know, as long as we can keep all the, the staff in the jobs and things, you know, like we'll just we'll just push it a little bit and see what happens. Um, but we had the opposite experience. We put it on social media and was running a bit late. It was the first day of our term. It was about one o'clock in the morning. It was like, we need to just do this because we want to do it from 1st of December. We've given ourselves that de deadline. Um, we put it on and then we was about to go to bed and then it was just ping, 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 all these messages and amazing messages, supportive messages. And, you know, even if someone was a little bit disappointed, someone else would say, but, but it sounds really good still. Give it a try, you know? Um, and then being really pleasantly surprised with customers who just love Beckholm. They love the location and we're really dog friendly and they've been willing to give it a go. And it's so nice to see them trying these plant-based dishes and saying, well, I never knew you could do that. Or how do you do this? And, and you know, it's just so nice because it opened up so many people's minds to plant-based food as well. You possibly wouldn't have chosen it otherwise. So yeah, it's been really positive. Oh, that is really lovely to hear. Really lovely to hear. Um, so Christmas is a time for family and loved ones to come together. Um, and that might mean as a vegan spending time uh, and eating meals with non-vegans. In what way do you think holiday gatherings and traditions can be modified to include and accommodate everyone so that no one feels they're missing out? What do, what do you think, Katie? 
I think it's absolutely okay um, if you're going to someone's house who's not vegan to say, look, I'll bring some food. Um, I think it's absolutely acceptable to do that. And and because I think you can have that feeling that you're putting on somebody, can't you? Even as a, a long-term vegan, you get that feeling you don't want to put somebody out. But what I would say is, is make enough for lots of people. Don't just make a single portion for yourself because as soon as people see it, they generally want some. Don't they? So make a nice big sharing platter, a nice pilaf or something really colourful. Um, plenty of pomegranate, plenty of colour, plenty of orange. People want some. And then you, you can really open up conversation and it becomes really inclusive then. It's not like that's the separate vegan meal and that's that's for me. Um, and I think just opening it up and making it as inclusive as possible is a really good place to start. Just start that conversation from a really positive place. Mm, good good advice. What about you, uh, Louise? Do you, do you have Christmas time with non-vegans? <laughs> We do inevitably. Um, and, you know, it was kind of tough for some of our family and, you know, didn't really understand why we was doing that, especially with the kids as well. But, but yeah, I completely agree with Katie. Like now we'll just take, just take an amazing vegan dish with you because I think it's the best way. One, you're not going to go hungry and two, everyone can enjoy some vegan food and see how lovely it can be, you know? So I sometimes take like, you know, like roast veggies and get some real lovely pumpkin seed pesto or like even a, a seitan roast. We're quite into the seitan roast or a big taboule salad. Lots of, I, lots of, I love taking vegan food and letting everyone try it and see how delicious it can be. And and we try to avoid conflict really. I'm not, I guess probably I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Sometimes I prefer not to get into arguments and, you know, and I find it quite hard at first to even say that I was vegan, you know, I don't want to be any trouble I don't, you know, like, um, but kind of like the longer you are, then you kind of get, it gets a bit easier, really, you know. Um, but I found like, you know, just by making nice food and we love to host and things like, you don't really, we have not needed to be outspoken. Now my sister's gone vegan. I had a friend who went vegan, you know, and I feel like it really speaks more sometimes than words can. So there are two things um, I yeah I agree with all of that and um, and great that your sister's gone vegan. I don't know what your parents think about that. I remember my poor mum. The more of us went vegan, and you know my poor mum was like, I don't know what to do anymore. I knew I could cope when you were vegetarian, but I don't know what to do. So we we'd take more and more stuff to her, bless her. Um, what about so two areas that I find difficult? Um, not really difficult for me, but difficult in the kind of shared environment is um because like i say i'm lucky that i've not really had um i've not really been to many christmas things where people are having a turkey you know i've had even if people have hosted me they've been vegetarian themselves or they've been happy to do something but a couple of things so cheese cheese board that kind of that end of the you know you're already stuffed there's actually no room for anything else but i love the cheese biscuits and the whole board and bits on it and tins of chocolates I really love, and I know it's terrible for my waistline, terrible for the environment, terrible for everything, but I do love that idea of having tins of chocolates knocking around. I wonder if you, either of you two have got sort of tips on on good cheeses that everyone can enjoy or what do you do for tins of chocolate? Katie, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I think vegan cheese is one of those topics, isn't it? People have got such a view of vegan cheese that it's terrible. And I think maybe they've tried cheeses from many years ago. And I think, you know, the vegan cheeses and generally in quality have improved so much over the years for me the cheese is about you know the texture of the crumble of some hard cheeses and the tang of certain cream cheeses 
Um, yeah, we've we just started making our own cheese, so that we're hoping to be able to take, you know, an impressive cheese board that we've made ourselves, but it's a bit hit and miss at the minute. We've had to eat quite a lot of ropey cheese because you don't want to throw it away. We're like, I wonder what this would be like if I put lots of chutney on it. <laughs> it's not quite inedible, but it's not something, we, so we're still perfecting that. What about you, Louise? This strange, I've never liked cheese, strangely. So I think I've had a lot easier journey than a lot of people because I think for a lot of people, cheese is one of the hardest things to give up. But yeah, I, we did play around with some cashew cheese, you know, which I actually do like uh, with some nutrients in there and things. And so we, but yeah, cheese boards haven't really been a, a thing for me. So it's not really in our family. But, um, but yeah, it's funny with the chocolate. Seeing it online where people have even gone to the trouble wrapping them as well. You know, you can even wrap them up and put them in the tin to... Um, replicate something that you had before um, it, it's just difficult because they're just much, so much more expensive aren't they and it feels a bit prohibitive it feels a bit the other thing is that this sounds awful and I hear what both of you said about making lots of stuff to take to other people if I'm going to go somewhere and take chocolates that everyone else is going to scoff and they've cost a fortune <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like no we'll get something from like Aldi to take to those people <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll keep yeah. the Monty Bojangles <laughs> for ourselves <laughs> You know, one struggle we've had is chocolate coins. I just, I think I really want somebody to start making plentiful vegan chocolate coins because we always want those, you know, like for, for Christmas, especially for the kids. And this year, I just can't get hold of anything. Yeah. I see it. everyone's got this struggle, you know, it's on the parent vegan group. Anyone found the chocolate coins? Um, and I was looking at, I think you can get like a little press and make your own. So I'd really love to do that with the kids. We've not got there yet. I've been busy with with Beckall, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, oh. busy turning your, turning your hotel plant base. So that's quite a handful, isn't it? Yeah, and, and um, chocolates to hang on the tree as well. That can be another thing that can be difficult to find. And you just, you want these things to be ready available. You don't want to have to, like, make an entire detour somewhere else or whatever to get them, which, yeah. So, I mean, in some ways it's getting better. I have noticed some things, some shops that previously have done quite a good lot of sort of vegan sort of, I suppose food accessories um, aren't doing so much this year. It, it seems, which is a little bit, a little bit disappointing. I think, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if I've just been unfortunate where I've been looking, or if that's, if that's a trend. Um, so, how does veganism play into your non-food related act? I mean, it doesn't sound like you two have very many non-food related activities, to be <laughs> fair. Um, but do you make considerations when buying gifts? Um, you know do you make changes when it comes to you know tree decorations christmas present wrappings what 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 things do you change if anything um we one little thing that we were doing i was always buying the craft wrapping paper because kind of like that and I, I quite like old-fashioned things anyway you know i love the idea of little parcels wrapped in string you know um but one thing we discovered a few years ago were the fabric wraps and i really love doing the gifts in those in in our house so it just looks lovely and it's so much quicker than wrapping it with the sellotape and the paper and cutting it size it, it a fraction of the time so that's something we really love to do and um, we don't obviously buy non-vegan gifts I mean for when I first went vegan we we're still buying other people things like chocolate you know and I think it was just getting comfortable with the idea of being out there as vegan you know and now you know sometimes I'll even do vegan chocolates for other people and let them see how nice they are and things like that 
but yeah, sometimes make little decorations for the tree. The school, kids' school is really nice to do like um, a reverse advent calendar. So just try and get involved in some of those more charitable things. And I think as our families grow in and the children understand more, I'd love to do more on that side, you know, with volunteering and things like that. Yeah, for me, I, I tend to to buy um, vegan gifts for people, accidentally vegan even, you know, I wouldn't, if somebody asked me for a cashmere jumper, that would be absolutely out of the question, or, and even with chocolate, I would tend to go down the route of Rudy Ruja or a nice brand like that, it's like a luxury vegan chocolate, because I think every pet that you make is a, is a, you know, it makes a statement, doesn't it, and I think I would feel quite hypocritical if I was purchasing you know an animal based product it would go against my ethics and I wouldn't then pass that on but I think that can be challenging for people can't it? and I think it's it's a good step to get into just to think that every purchase is is a is a good decision just be really intentional I think with with what you buy in and I think if people are asking for something that's not vegan you can you can absolutely veganize that as well you know perfumes are so many great vegan perfume brands and it doesn't have to be the expensive specialist suppliers you know your high street shop have got many accredited um ranges now haven't they you know from your your high street chemist chains to all the other shops as well so i think it's it's easier than than you initially think to, to maybe be yeah. like a lot of things sometimes you just have to dig a little bit don't you? you just have to say right this afternoon i'm going to just do a bit of research on what my vegan version of this might be and where i might be able to get it um so uh, what from both of you would be your go-to top tip for somebody celebrating their first vegan Christmas this year? I feel like, sorry, I mean, it would be to take your own dish. That was what I was thinking there. And also maybe just to try and engage in any kind of, you know, if you're getting that initial pushback from your decisions, it's just try and engage with it in a really positive way. You know, like I do find that just works a million times better, you know, in terms of obviously than getting into like, heated or being defensive you know just trying to be positive and show and really just demonstrate that you're healthy and happy and eating well you know as a vegan what about you Katie yeah for me it's really just about planning at this point now sort of planning um and you know making that shopping list and getting those things in that you love just the vegan version not going without so you're still you're still having a fantastic Christmas and you're still enjoying all these beautiful special things that you wouldn't normally have the rest of the year like your expensive chocolates your, your cheeses and I think it is just about making that plan now and, and making sure that, you know, when the time comes when you want him to be in the kitchen, having that little nibble on Christmas Eve, that you've got something available. And I think, like we're saying, that really positive message that sends um, not only to yourself to reinforce, you know, your ethics, but also to everyone else as well. And, and I think just just enjoy it, just relax and enjoy it. Get lots of vegan wine and have a nice time. I agree with that. I think also as well to if it is your first year as a vegan and there are some things that are, you know, feel too difficult to tackle this year of your old habits that I would say invent a new tradition from this year onwards that becomes something you you take forward. Um, my brother has lived in Sweden for decades and his children are Swedish and everything. And they have they have those beautiful uh, sort of gingery spicy biscuits called peppercocker. And uh, and we've we've made those for years and years. And, you know, we they're, they're you know, they, they could have butter in. But, you know, we've obviously made them with margarine and we make all the different shapes and we make a gingerbread house. And that's been something we've done for years. And it's a really nice tradition. It's a really easy thing to be vegan to make vegan and to feel Christmassy and to be a nice tradition but obviously I'm also taking snowballs this year taking snowballs forward um 
I'm spending Christmas Eve with my daughter and son-in-law and my two and a half year old granddaughter so I'm going to give her the non-alcoholic snowball going forward so we can all we can all do that together um well do you know what it's been I I wasn't entirely ready for Christmas before this chat but I am now no getting away from it now snow getting away from it now snow getting away from it oh I feel like I need to think of a Christmassy comeback that I can't oh you're so good I won't give you the sack no I don't know I know I'm really should have had something ready um, <laughs> thank you so much it's been an absolute delight to have you on huge thank you to Katie and Louise for joining us for the last episode of 2023 it's been a joy to have you on the vegan pod and talk about all things festive for those who love the sound of Beck Hall you can find out more at beckhallmalham.com and for more of Katie's recipes and to purchase her books visit katiebesco.com and we'd love to know how you think being a vegan at Christmas is uh, have you successfully veganized your favorite festive dishes maybe loved ones have given veganism a try after you hosted a delicious vegan christmas dinner let us know your thoughts you can follow us on twitter at vegan society or on instagram at the original vegan society or on facebook that's it for this year thank you so much for joining us on this episode and throughout 2023 have a wonderful holiday season <laughs> <laughs>